All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney. Uh, so before I get started, uh, you know, I was going to start this podcast with, oh, man, the Raiders season is over. And, and uh, mathematically, that's just not true yet. Uh, so uh, Josh Duval today had a tweet and he goes, the Raiders are in the playoffs with wins over Miami and Denver. Eh, could happen. A Dolphins loss in week 17 to Buffalo. That could also happen. And then the Ravens loss to the Giants and the Bengals. So, yeah, no, it's, it's done. The uh, I don't I don't see that happening, but I, I just thought that was funny because um, I had been noticing like I was like, why haven't they said that the Raiders are mathematically eliminated yet? You know, you got 10 win teams and getting wild card spots already. Um, but yes, there. So you're saying there's a chance. I guess there is technically, and the Bengals just beat the Steelers, so who knows? Um, weirdest part about it is, like, the thing I feel least confident about is the Raiders winning out, even though I want them to. I I, uh, I, I want them to win out. I am not a, a draft position guy, especially, like, now if the Raiders were, you know, a three-win team right now, yeah, let's let's get the top pick or, or whatever pick they can. But I, I think Raiders' wins here do more than losses um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, let's start with, uh, with the good, you know, the optimistic view. These, uh, there's a lot of young players on this team. A lot of players, they took high draft picks on, um, that are still learning how to play in the NFL, or, or at least, uh, you want to give them a little bit of a taste of success in the NFL and and maybe going nine and seven. That's not, you know, that's, uh, there's no moral victories. You don't make the playoffs. You don't make the playoffs, but I think nine and seven is better than losing like what I don't even know what that would be seven of your last eight damn near or just close to it like uh, you know six of your last seven I, it'd be terrible right and then one of them being like a, a a lucky Jets win so you'd pretty much be losing the entire second half of the season it's better to end on a positive note especially for guys like Henry Ruggs Damon Arnett guys like that it, it it's better to end that way because yeah you can get a higher draft pick but here's the negative side of this. You get the higher draft pick. Uh, when does that ever matter to you as a Raiders fan? Because they don't ever pick the guys we want anyways. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders, oh, we got pick 12 this year. Who are we going to take? You look at the board falling, and, and you know, you see Judy, Lamb, guys like that, all still there. Who do they take? They take Henry Ruggs. Pick four, 2018. All those guys available. Right? You're thinking, oh, man, we've got a premier player at four, Clue and Furl. So, uh, not trying to t- throw shots at Mayock there. I'm just saying it, it doesn't usually draft position. They usually take their guy in the first round. If you, if uh, under this Mayock Gruden era, what I've, what I've come to realize it's usually they have probably one, one to about three or four guys that they have circled and they'll, they'll take them wherever they pick if, if they're available. So, you know, that that's, that's just another thing where I don't think we need to get too worried about draft position right now. Because Raiders go at a different pace of other the other teams, they do things a bit differently. They always have too. Even Al Davis was the same way. It was like it was their guy. They were going to take their guy. Didn't care. It didn't matter if a generational talent was also still there. They're going to take their guy. <laughs> so uh, I'm not too worried. Not too worried about draft position. Um, I'd rather win out. I think that's better. Um, if you were to go nine and seven and have pick like nineteen or or twenty. You can't tell me there's not going to be good players there at 20. Eventually, the Raiders can't run from the fact that they're going to have to make good picks in the first round. 
Um, another reason too is I, I'd like to see the the def- some players on defense step up. You know, I mean, all of them, but I'm just saying there's guys that maybe their role isn't unsure. Is their their role is not certain next year, even if they're guaranteed to be on the team. I think under a new defensive coordinator, it doesn't necessarily mean that their role is solidified, um, especially if they bring in a bunch of new players, which you'd imagine there's going to be another overhaul on defense. Why, why wouldn't there be? <clears throat> but you're going to have a new defensive coordinator. I, you know, It could be Rod Marinelli, but even then, he's still going to want to make a few changes that he wasn't able to make. And uh, you're going to want to see guys like Jonathan Abram step it up the last couple of days or the last couple games, you know, have a couple big games, put it on film for the new defensive coordinator to see and, and assess that. Uh, you're going to want to see Cleveland Farrell have a couple big games. Uh, guys like Jonathan Hankins. There's no guarantee Jonathan Hankins is here next year. Um, guys like that. Mo, Mo Hurst, uh, if he's able to get a snap count up. Um, you know, Nicholas Morrow has been really good uh, for most of the year, so I, maybe that doesn't apply. But, yeah, you know, you just want to see the defense step up. Um, you know, I don't <laughs> – I do have this fear that if it steps up too much that Rod Marinelli then gets the job for next year if he doesn't already have it. But, no, I I, I want to see some guys step up and, and really uh, solidify their role next year. And, and maybe it is just a scheme change away from making these guys into really good players. And if they, they kind of just lay down and die these last couple of days, maybe their role, they might get played off the field. Maybe not, maybe not Cleveland Furl. I mean, they're going to try – they're going to give Cleveland Furl – as many opportunities as he can. And he has improved this year, but it, they're going to give him plenty of uh, opportunities and, and probably Abram too. But, you know, guys like Isaiah Johnson, guys like, I, let's see them, let's see them play and, and uh, Keyshawn Nixon and, and step it up, you know, especially Keyshawn Nixon, because that was ugly. Maybe he'll learn to not say certain things on Twitter. Uh, maybe he'll learn because that was bad. Um, uh, so one other thing, speaking of scheme, which I thought was interesting, was uh, was Will Compton uh, busting with the boys on Barstool Sports. He uh, was on the Raiders last year. Shout out Will Compton. I thought he did a nice job last year. And uh, I, I was wondering why they didn't bring him in uh, this year, but it made sense. They offered him a vet minimum, but they wanted him in at camp. Will Compton said, screw it, man. I don't want to do camp. Somebody else will pick me up right after camp. I don't have to grind my body down, you know, all, all through camp, uh, risk of an injury. And he's on the Titans now, so... I mean, Will Compton's sake, that probably was a good move for him. But uh, he was talking about uh, Paul Gunther. And uh, he started off by saying, look, I, I like Paul Gunther. He's a, he's a good guy and everything. But his defense, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll say it in a simplified way. Paul Gunther's defense was too confusing. It's too detailed. Too many things you had to know, right, just instead of playing football, instead of just being instinctive and playing football. Um, look, scheme's important, and it's important to be schemed and uh, a lot of attention to detail and, you know, game planning's great, but Will Compton was saying that there were they would have third down plays that, you know, it's a week-by-week league. You have to game plan for each opponent. For, for every opponent, they would have like a 30, 30 calls on third down close to it. And I, and I thought that was so interesting at the time because, you know, we've been speculating on this. Is it all scheme, right? Is it all scheme or is it the talent? Is it the lack of talent that the Raiders have brought in? Um, but it makes a lot of sense when you, you see on third down. Look, third down has been terrible. Like third and 12, third and 13, it feels automatic for the other team, right? Like it's, it's terrible. And I, actually, just a quick sidebar, um, Marcus Johnson had this uh, as tweet, and I think I want to say it was from Pro Football Reference. Uh, he was just posting something that the Raiders – Gave up a score on 51% of drives this year. 51%. Worst in the league. 
I have the stat in front of me. So, uh, yeah, 51.1% of the defensive drives ended in a score. The next lowest, I'm going to show you some of the other teams on this, uh, on this uh, thing. I'll, I'll put it up on the screen here right now. Um, they're not surrounded by playoff teams in this, in this thing. This isn't uh, like this. So a lot of people that say like the defense is a, blaming the defense as a scapegoat for Derek Carr or, you know, John Gruden. Okay. I'm not saying there's nothing on them, but you, you can't look at this and tell me that this is okay. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, worst in the league, 51.1%. Around them, you have, uh, other than the Dallas Cowboys, who might luck themselves into a horrible like, sub-500 playoff season, there are no playoff teams in here. You have Jacksonville, Minnesota, Carolina, Detroit, New York Jets, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, Houston Texans, and the LA Chargers. Uh kind of interesting that the three other AFC West teams are in there. So maybe there's a little bit of inflation from playing the chiefs, but Holy shit. That's bad. The Raiders are worse than all those teams on defense and have more wins than most of the teams in there. So to me, that just means that the offense is doing a a better job than a lot of people are giving it credit for. And also this defense is bad. Is it all scheme? We don't know. But like you said, well, or like I said, will Compton is, is, Will Compton saying that the defense is too confusing for a veteran like him. You know what I mean? A veteran who, you know, maybe a veteran might lose a little bit of skill, a little bit of speed, maybe isn't the most talented, but they should be able to understand and grasp and never really be out of position. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. You look at these Raider defense. How many times have you seen when the Raiders line up and you got certain guys waving over to certain, no, 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 you're supposed to be over here. No, 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 uh, uh, right before the snap and nobody's set. And then all of a sudden we got to, we have to stop this pro offense that we're playing against. It makes a lot of sense. And that's why you saw those third and 13s, third and 14s get converted on them all the time. Um, I, I do think there's still a talent discrepancy. I think both these things can be true. Um, now, where, because I, I get asked that like more than anything, is, is where could this be, you know, where, is it just this or is it just that? Is it, is it a binary thing? Like, is it, is it talent or is it scheme? Look, I, I think the talent, there's enough talent there to be average. I don't know if there's enough talent to be a great defense, but we're so far away from that. Average defense gets the Raiders in the playoffs this year. Average defense. Look, at they literally give up the most scoring drives or the highest percentage of scoring drives out of any team in the league. If, that was, if they were even in, like, number 15 or 16 there, how many more games do you think the Raiders would have won? There's a couple they would have. So, shit, like, it, it makes a lot of sense. So I, I before I, I go on and on about that, um, I did get a couple questions this week. Um, so let's see. Uh, n- nothing. Uh, there's not too many of them. Um, just a couple. I'm going to go through before I get into the Derek Carr and Mariota uh, thing. So let's uh, let's comb through this real fast because um, I didn't do it with uh, Matt Fallon, but I, I like to save the mailbags for myself. So uh, this one is from. Let's see. Oh, car stands are in a cult toilet. Oh, my, my toilet friend. What's going on, man? Uh, C4 M A Z C4 C4 my ass. Is that what it is? Um, anyways, why does Gruden fall apart in the second half of the season every year? Is it his manic personality driving him to keep unrealistic hours that result in a mental burnout? It's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I recommend this piece to everybody. Uh, Marcus Johnson about Gruden's December struggles. Uh, it was on Raiders wire. Uh, basically it's, he, 
has a good game plan at the beginning of the year. That's why a lot of teams are caught off guards. The offense, look, uh, the offense looks pretty explosive, efficient, and stuff. Uh, then you see nobody's fooled in the second half. That's because John Gruden, uh, I believe he's more hard-headed than anything. Um, I don't think he's burnt out. Uh, I, I think it's more so just he trusts his scheme more than anything. And, and um, I, I think he's kind of insane at times because, like I said, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's kind of what he does. It's, it's, not, it's not pretty. And uh, I'm, that's by far what I think the biggest issue with the Raiders is, is John Gruden. Um, and it's for that reason. I'll get to the Mariota and Carr thing in a little bit, but I'm not super excited about getting rid of Derek Carr like everybody else is because I, I think he works around Gruden decently enough to keep his job. And, and I don't know if there, there might be some other quarterback. You, talk to some of the – or not talk to him, but listen to some of the older quarterbacks that Gruden had in the past. Like, I, he's not easy to, to play under. And some of these young guys, like, that coming out of college now, look, it's a different generation. I'm not saying these guys are soft or anything, but all right, I am a little bit. They come into the league under John Gruden and, and say what you will about Derek Carr. I'm, I'm not saying he's the toughest guy in the world mentally, but it's worked for three years, or at least Derek Carr hasn't begged to be traded yet. Or Gruden hasn't just thrown his ass to the curb. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm – yeah, Gruden's hard-headed. He's hard-headed. That's why he burns out every year. I don't think he's burnt out. I think he's juiced. I don't think he ever gets tired for football. I just think he can't fucking diversify his playbook. All right. Next question is going to be from D at Raiders Respect. What's going on, man? Uh, Let's get him up on the screen here. Uh, So he says... Does Mark Davis have the balls to eat the remaining six years of Gruden's contract? All the staff's contracts are expiring this year, so he'd only have to pay Gruden. Um, interesting. I didn't know that all the staff expired this year. That's interesting. So I can see a lot of changes being made there. Uh, no. I don't think Mark's ever going to do it. I think Gruden would resign before, before that. I think a lot of losing. Like, I don't think Gruden would be here losing. Pretend, like, if we were still, God forbid, losing, having losing seasons – for like the next three or four years, I could see Gruden stepping down and being like, yeah, no, I can't handle this anymore. Cause I am so critical of Gruden, but I think he's the biggest football junkie of all time. I think he's, uh, I think even with Tampa, you know, he had some playoff appearances and stuff. So if he does, if he goes that long stretch, I mean, look, we don't believe anything he says in press conferences anymore, but he did say, I'll give the money back if it doesn't work. (laughs) So we'll see if that happens, but I, I do not see Mark Davis, inviting John Gruden to PF Chang's for a couple spring rolls, you know what I mean? And and just being like, "John, I know you're my only friend, but I got to fire you," you know? And <laughs> I don't see that happening. Uh yeah, but I could definitely see a big staff turnover this year. Um I could see guys like Greg Olson gone, I can see guys like uh um Dave Lippincott who everybody hates, linebacker coach, uh, for good reason. And uh I can I can see a lot of those guys going uh going elsewhere. Hopefully they bring in better replacements because I remember when they got rid of Derek Ansley a couple of years ago, it's like, why'd you get rid of him? These other guys like have like lifetime deals with Gruden. Like it's like I said, this is like, he's trying to find, do like the Sam Crow fucking sons of anarchy gang, like brotherhood with these coaches, man. Like if Gruden's not going to go anywhere, he's got to shake up his coaching staff a lot more often than he has. Uh, let's go to the next question. Um, this is from Jim. <laughs> I got, I got some reactionary qu- uh, questions this week. Uh, 
let's uh let's see what did jim say forever slump uh should we fire mayock the only answer is yes so he answered the question um and that, that's that's nice of you for for answering that jim um I, i'm not super high on mike mayock um i was intrigued when they hired him i can't say i was like oh he's gonna be great but i was intrigued uh but no i, I i'm not they're not gonna fire him this year now i think after this year the, the clock really starts ticking i think a three-year i guess in year three if they're not if they're not bringing in exceptional talent or guys aren't maturing and Cleveland Furl is going to be in year three right his first draft class um and there's good players Foster Moreau uh Hunter Renfro guys like that um Trayvon Mullen and and there's good players in there but like with this draft class you know especially with Lynn Bowden not working out I still think that was a Mayock picked the guy and Gruden was like nah the minute it happened either that or like I said last episode I was joking by the way Lynn Bowden might have got caught doing something he shouldn't have been doing um and maybe you know thank god that no tmz got a hold of anything but you don't get rid of a guy that quick unless one he does something crazy or two your gm and coach aren't on the same page so yeah um i could see it in year three uh not this offseason though uh, I, I just don't see that gms usually get a little bit longer time than that and it has to be a lot worse than this some may say how could it get worse than this it can Okay, I think I got one more question. Um, uh, this is going to be tough. I, I'm not in draft mode yet, but I'll, I'll speculate on this a little bit just because this is my guy. All hail Al Davis, Raider Savant. Um, we go in edge, rusher, QB, or safety in the first round. Um, I just want a good player. That sounds crazy, but I just want a good player. Uh, Matt, Matt Fallon, last episode, he's like, dude, you knew, watch the Raiders are just going to take somebody like Kyle Pitts in the first round. Kyle Pitts is fucking good. That's not what I'm scared of. I fine. You look, John Gruden targets tight ends like th- like a, in a ridiculous amount, more than anybody in the NFL they target tight ends like schematically as the first read. Like almost more than anybody in the NFL. So yeah, bring in Kyle Pitt. Like I if I know I'm getting a good player, that's fine even if it doesn't fill a need. What I'm scared of is taking a need and having the player just be dog shit. So, um I just want a good player, but yeah, of course, I would I would key in on edge rushers, defensive tackles. Definitely need some interior rush on this team. Um we'll see what the defensive scheme looks like and where um where the help is needed. Um but hey, yeah, safety too for sure. I mean, there's a huge need at safety. Um pretty much both positions unfortunately. Um I wouldn't mind taking a corner. I'm never I'm never opposed to taking a corner in the first round or an offensive lineman. Those are two things that you can never have too many of them. It's like pitching in baseball. You can't have too much pitching in baseball. Um, you can't have too many shooters in basketball. And uh, yeah, you, you just give me a good player. But I, I would say that the the needs I would attack, I don't see quarterback as high, although I would like to take a developmental guy in the second, third round. I would not mind that at all. Maybe more so third, fourth round, but like a, a good developmental quarterback, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Because I think in a Gruden offense, it's going to take some time. You don't, you're not going to get plug and play guys year one. But yeah, I would say definitely safety. Um, any pretty much anywhere on defense. I don't. I, I like the linebackers, but hey, if there was a generational linebacker there, I wouldn't pass on him either. Um, but yeah, any any good defensive player, bring him in. That's that's what I would say. Uh, I'll get more into draft. Uh, I'm gonna work real hard to get some good draft guests on here. Um, uh, you know, this podcast gets a little bit more plays than it did in the past, and a little bit more people are noticing. So maybe I'll be able to get some some you know, some quote unquote draft experts on here to, to maybe cater some stuff down to the, to the Raiders needs. So that'll be cool. 
But uh, yeah, I just wanted to answer those questions. You guys sent it to me last time, but when I have guests, I don't usually like to do mailbag questions. So uh, what, what, Car and Mariota, that's what we're going into now. The, the funniest thing about this is, and, we, and we, I talked about it a little bit with Matt Fallon, like Mariota played well as a backup spot starter. Coming into that game, I thought it was going to be a disaster. Thought it was going to be like Mike Glennon style, you know, that, that type of backup. We played well. And was the reason they were in the game. No question. Him, Waller, guys like that. Uh, he, he ran the offense well. Um, I just the debate on – I will say the debate on whether it's going to be Carr or Mariota next year. I think that that starts and stops on Twitter, though. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty neutral on it. I mean, I like Carr more than Mariota, but I'm pretty neutral on, like, Derek Carr. Uh, it, it's – I think Gruden likes Carr. Gruden wants Carr to play. I think that's the reason why Carr's off the injury report right now and is going to play. I think Gruden wants Carr to play. Gruden likes Carr. You don't like Carr. I'm talking to you, just the hypothetical listener that hates Derek Carr. Um, I always laugh because, like, I don't – I definitely crit- criticize him and, and stuff like that, but a lot of the people that listen to the show, I like, can't stand Derek Carr, and I'm always like, damn, I'm pretty positive on him. I wonder, like, do people even – like, <laughs> I'm not saying why do you listen, but, like, damn, it must be torture for you to hear me compliment him sometimes and stuff but Gruden likes him um and Mariota is a good backup he's an expensive backup that's the only problem um I'd love to keep him next year as the, as the backup again I, I I'm okay with keeping these two guys at quarterback next year because I don't think the offense is the problem say for maybe some offensive line help and uh, a backup running back just a few extra things a, a little bit uh more tighter infrastructure on offense you know definitely the red zone play calling but I don't think that's going to change but you even saw that with red zone play calling. Even Mariota, John Gruden was struggling with red zone play calling. Even with Mariota, it didn't even change. It was still the first down handoff to Jacobs that went nowhere. Maybe even the second down handoff to Jacobs. And then it was like some play, a rollout, design rollout play. Nobody's open. Spider 2Y banana. Ingold's covered. You know, it, it's – and then, yes, I'll give everybody credit. Mariota extends that play. He can run. Carr is not a natural runner, even though he's – it's not slow, but he's not a natural runner. Mariota is a natural runner and can create things. And I think that's just what Raider Nation fixates on is can he create things? You always, you know, the grass is always greener. You've watched the same quarterback for, what, this is year seven now? You've watched that same quarterback, and I, and I get it. It's annoying to me, too, when you just know that no matter what, Carr, there's just certain things he's not able to do. But there's a longer list of things Marcus Mariota is not able to do. Marcus Mariota is not good at reading defenses. He's not good at sensing pressure. He was under pressure four times in the game. I got the, I, you know, check the advanced stats, their sites, four times in that game. So when people say he handled pressure, well, how? He had four, four snaps under pressure the entire game. The offensive line is back. Trent Brown is back. Pass blocking, they're great. Run blocking up the middle, it's, it's kind of a disaster right now. But pass blocking is still very good pass blocking offensive line. And Mariota made some horrible throws that we would crush Derek Carr for, and rightfully so. Right? The one to Zay Jones. That, yeah, it was tipped, and Zay Jones tipped it right to the guy, but it was a bad throw and an easy throw, too. One late on the, on the wheel route to Waller. Went right into Casey Hayward's hands, and he dropped it. The game would have been damn near over at that point. He made some really bad throws. 
but he could create, right? And that's what we all see. We all see that he could create with his legs. Um, maybe he could work around a little bit in the red zone. Um, I saw Marcus Johnson post, uh, maybe gets Mariota some red zone looks. I don't mind that. Like Jacoby Brissett, like he was saying, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I mean, Derek Carr definitely might mind that. And that would, that would get interesting. And I mean, you know, whatever, right. You know, you're not that good. <laughs> so you're not good enough to be mad about that. If Taysom Hill is going to come in for Drew Brees, a hall of famer, I think Derek Carr should be able to be okay with that. Right. Cause it makes sense. But another thing too is, is like, if you, if Merritt is not going to play this week, I mean, he might, but he's not starting. Mariota, if you the Chargers were not ready to play Marcus Mariota, they were ready to play Derek Carr. Mariota comes in, you have to change on the fly. Miami, a very good defense, would have all week if they knew Marcus Mariota was going to start all week to game plan for him. I think it would look a lot different than you saw against the Chargers. I don't think those running lanes would be there as much. I think they'd have a spy on him. I think they would play a lot more zone against him. So. You know, just I understand if you don't like Derek Carr. I'm not saying that he's just 100% the answer, um, but the idea that and I and I had this. I I, I Mariota's contract. I will anybody who is spouting this idea on Twitter. I I'm not saying it's dumbfounded because Mariota's contract is very weird. How he can actually make a decent amount of money next year if the Raiders were to keep him. And it would, it would, it would make sense, but I just don't see them doing this to where people are saying the Raiders trade car for picks and Mariota is like the starting veteran next year. Like it would be like the Fitzpatrick to the Tua, right? And the Raiders would bring somebody in young. It, so there's so many reasons why one, I don't like it. And two, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, one, like I said earlier, I think Gruden really likes Derek Carr. I don't think those guys buy houses right next to each other. I, I think, like I said, Gruden, Gruden like leaves like a dead animal in the bathtub or something when Derek Carr's moving into the house or something. Like if he really doesn't want Carr living next to him or something, right? But I think they like each other, and I'm telling you, I don't trust this franchise to d- draft and develop a quarterback out of college. I don't trust it. And some people might think that's too downer of a, of a thing. I don't trust it. It's not that I have this allegiance to car or anything. I'm, I'm not that type of guy. I don't, I'm not in a group chat with Darren and David and stuff like that. And I'm not sending them tweets that of people being mean to their brother and stuff. I'm not that type of guy. I don't wear affliction shirts and, you know, want them to come speak at my youth group and stuff. That's not me. But I just, I am scared. I'm scared of the bad if they get rid of Carr because it can be bad. People think it can't get worse. It absolutely can. It absolutely can. Because one, I read the defensive stats earlier this year. There are a lot of teams that could win with Derek Carr, but there aren't a lot of quarterbacks that could win with the Raiders defense. I could name like three. I would say Mahomes, Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. Those would be the three I think that could win. I mean, even like even the guys like Lamar Jackson, who I love, not really playing that well this year. And his defense is a whole lot better than what the Raiders have. And the record isn't that much better. So I don't know. 
I, I don't, I don't trust them to bring it in. I don't trust if you're not going to fix the defense, like you, you have to do that. You can't just draft quarterbacks until you find one, maybe generationally that could, that is just a huge, you know, insane can't miss talent that can maybe work around and have a magical year one time to work around a horrible defense. You are going to have to fix this defense. And to me, if you traded Carr, spent the pick on a quarterback, had Mariota starting, I think this is a team that's like four losses worse next year, in my opinion. Because I don't think that rookie's playing year one. I, I'm telling you. The, look at the offense, the guys on offense. Josh Jacobs, when they signed Josh Jacobs, Isaiah Crowell was probably going to start that season. I, I'm sure Jacobs takes over about halfway through. I'm not saying Crowell makes it. I, but I think Isaiah Crowell was scheduled to be the starter of the Raiders uh, last year until he tore his Achilles. Colton Miller was the same way. Donald Penn got hurt, um, and he was forced in. Look at the two young receivers they have this year. They don't get a lot of targets. So next year, you would, if you're comfortable starting Mariota for an entire year, I, just, I question what you actually, like your way to actually evaluate quarterbacks. Mariota has 76 touchdowns to 44 picks. That was before he came in, and I don't think he improved that number. So just know what you have in Carr, even if you don't like him and he's frustrating as hell to me too, but you can win with him. I'm telling you, I can put Derek Carr on teams like the Saints, the, uh, um, like the Colts, teams like that. Derek Carr's not making those teams worse, right? Like a lot of people think he would. But I don't know. I mean, even if you put Derek Carr on a team like, like Chicago, right? which that's what I'd be scared of. I'd be scared of a Carson Palmer type situation where the Raiders trade Palmer for pennies. He's damn near an MVP candidate with Arizona because he has a smart coach, good weapons, good defense. I'm just, I, I'm scared of that. I, I'm, we already see it with guys that they get rid of, like, you know, Danico Autry, Khalil Mack, guys like that. Just, they look better on the other team. And, I, and I'm scared of that. But like I said, if there is that generational talent and the Raiders take him, then I'm all in. I don't have that allegiance to Derek Carr. Oh, so that, that's it. I didn't want to get too into that. Let's just quickly preview the Miami game. Then I'll get out of here. I just wanted to put something out before Christmas. Um, if you don't get to it for a while or if you don't ever get to it, I understand this is time to be with your family. Um, but I just wanted to put something out, especially some people might be distant from their family this year. I understand. Uh, but the Miami game. Miami game's coming up. This is a good team. Miami's really good. They got something to play for. Um, they're a playoff team, but hey, they, you know, they might be uh, might be trying to improve their seating a little bit. They might try to get a leg up on Cleveland. You never know. Um, offensively, they're not anything that crazy. Uh, Mike Gusecki has been pretty good these last couple of games. Devonte Parker's good. Um, their money's made on defense, right? Their, their defense is very good. Brian Flores is awesome. I think he's an awesome coach. Um, should be a finalist for coach of the year. In my opinion, uh, they have some really good players um, on, on that defense. And he's one of the only Patriots guys. It, it's funny because you know, people were talking about Steve Belichick coming to the Raiders. I saw uh, tape. Don't lie. Talking about that. And people like that. I'm like, look, if Bill Belichick actually lets him go and walk away, I don't want him. <laughs> Brian Flores left new England, but Brian Flores was buried in, in their coaching staff. He was a linebackers coach and then got hired to be the head coach. And people were saying that's, he was actually the defensive play caller at that time. I think Bill was trying to hide him because he knew he had something in there. 
but yeah, n- nonetheless, uh, they have, they're a hell of a defensive team. Um, is it a Lynn Bowden revenge game? I hope not, but, uh, you can't tell me that's not on his mind right now. Uh, he's found a nice little role on that team as a gadget player. He's getting a lot of receptions. Uh, he can carry the ball a little bit. Um, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be an incredible player. This could be a Dexter McCluster situation, but, um, definitely didn't feel like somebody you should give up on right away. Um, and like I said, unless something unspeakable happened, uh, but it looks like he's found a little bit of a role and I guarantee you, he's going to try to get a few extra touches this week. And I could, I could see the coaches, uh, obliging him on that too. Uh, um, and, and they got a young quarterback to a, to a tug of Iloa. Very, very creative. Um, He's young. He can move. Uh, he's really, really agile in the pocket. Uh, can can run. He's shifty. Uh, he's left-handed, which is always still looks weird to me. But uh, he can make mistakes. And the Raiders need to force a turnover the way they did against Sam Darnold. They need to force him to turn the ball over to stay in this game because I don't think the points are going to be uh, the points are going to be hard to come by because Miami's secondary is fantastic. It's it's a fantastic uh, secondary. Um, they're physical. Um, I think they're going to be able to do as best as they can against Waller. Um, one thing that about Darren Waller is that he is that athletic freak that even if you do game plan for him, there's no guarantee you stop him. Uh, Bill Belichick was one of the only teams I ever saw really stop him this year. Um, a couple other teams, but but uh, Indy did a decent job against him too, I will say. But for the most part, you know, Darren Waller kind of gets what he wants. And, uh, but I, I could see Miami having a good game plan for him. Um, wide receivers are going to have to win against the secondary, which I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't see that happening unless it's Renfro, um, which I'm not, I'm totally down. Let's have the game plan be f- feed Renfro. I, I don't know why it doesn't happen. I actually got a seat. Is Renfro back or not? I, I could be completely wrong. Um, that was a nasty, nasty concussion. So, I don't, uh, I don't know if that's the case. I'm looking it up right now to see if uh, Hunter Renfro is going to play this week. Um, yeah, he's okay. So he's he was off the concussion list. He was doing full practices. Um, so I would imagine he's going to play. That's good. So I would feed him. Uh, I would, I would definitely try to work him because Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, these guys are good, good corners, and uh, they get a good pass rush. They have good linebackers. Uh, they're good all over the place over there. So uh, running the ball is going to be tough because it has been tough these last couple of weeks. Um, the interior offensive line is going to have to win. I'm not super confident in that happening right now because it just just doesn't seem like the case. Uh, but, you know, hey, this is why they play the game. This is why they play the game. And uh, Derek Carr is going to be back. Um, but, you know, you want to keep Marcus Mariota healthy because I, I don't even – to me, I, I wanted Mariota to start just so people could get a real look of what, what Mariota looks like when you can game plan for him and it's because it's not great. And I'm seeing a lot of people just being flat out wrong on how good Mariota is just because they don't like Derek Carr. But I do want to see, I do want to see, I, I wanted to see Mariota this week. Like I did, because one, I, I don't think Derek Carr's healthy. I think it's weird for him to really want to rush back. And uh, I, although I do think Gruden really wants him to play too. So for whatever reason, because they're not mathematically eliminated yet. And uh, you got to go till you are, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this Sunday. I'm not super confident. Miami's very good, very physical, tough team. Uh, but if the Raiders can somehow win this turnover battle, I think they win the game. And, 
yeah, I think that's it for me uh, this week. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, everybody that celebrates. Um, whether you're with your family or not, I completely understand. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. I'm, I'll be back Sunday evening um, with the post game. And uh, yeah, this is Rock Vegas. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you're watching this right now, I appreciate you. Um, shout out to everybody that tuned in for the first time from uh, the Matt Fallon episode. That was a great episode. Um, got some new subscribers from that. So I hope you stick around. Uh, I'm going to try to have more guests on here. I, I do really enjoy having guests, um, but it is tough. It is tough, uh, especially schedule wise. Um, there's been people asking to be on the show. Uh, we'll see, but the, uh, um, I appreciate everybody, uh, everybody listening, watching and stuff. And, uh, uh, don't forget to leave reviews on iTunes, um, leave reviews, ratings and stuff like that. Whether you like me or not, it's, it's fine. I'm just saying, leave a review. It does help the podcast pop up if other people are listening to other Raiders podcasts mine will pop up on there um you know unless you want me to be just like kind of a little uh underground podcast which I understand that too so uh once again thanks for listening I got another podcast called Rare Candy you can follow that at at Rare Candy Pod one um we uh have a new episode um and uh that's coming out on Monday and uh we just dropped one a couple days ago too so we drop every Monday and uh this is drops on usually uh, Sunday nights and, uh, Thursday. So appreciate you guys for uh, coming by and, uh, that's it for me this week. Uh, go Raiders right on. Have a safe Christmas Raider nation.